You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guess what? It's Martin Furk time. We're going to talk about him and much more on today's episode of Locked on Los Angeles Kings, looking at all the things going on with your favorite hockey team and mine. My name is Sarah Avampato, host of this show, and as always, glad to be here with you, figuring out what is up with the Kings. Later in the show today, we're going to do some New Year's resolutions because uh, the Kings have some work that they need to do, and I'm going to give them some suggestions. So we're going to talk about that later in the show. But first, I want to look at uh, the new look Kings as guys are coming in and out of COVID protocol and uh, lines get shuffled up in preparation for the game tomorrow against the Nashville Predators. So we're going to take a look at that right now, starting with uh, the COVID updates, first off, uh, Christian Willannon and Carl Grundstrom both have been added to the COVID protocol list. Dustin Brown and Ole Mata are off the list, so they are eligible to return. Cal Peterson is back. Phil Deneau is back. So we're, we're dealing with largely a healthy team. Um, but getting the call up from the AHL and also from the taxi squad is Martin Furk. And he is, by all accounts, going to be making his season debut on Thursday against the Nashville Predators. And he isn't just making his debut shoved down on the fourth line for funsies. He is getting the immediate elevation to the first line, playing with uh, Adrian Kempe and Anshay Kopitar. Uh, Speaking of COVID, the reason that he's up on that first line, well, Alex Iafalo is still out. Alex Turcotte is still out. Uh, on the COVID list, so uh, FERC is getting this opportunity largely because we're running out of healthy bodies. But, I mean, I say that somewhat facetiously because Martin FERC deserves this opportunity. He uh, has done exactly what the Kings wanted him to do, exactly what the Kings have expected him to do uh, in terms of going down to the rain. He leads the team in points right now, 29 points in 24 games uh, for the rain, 14 goals, 15 assists, and is third in overall scoring, actually tied for second in overall scoring in the AHL. Uh, He's actually tied with a former King as well, Michael Mersch, uh, playing up in Rochester. Uh, Both those guys have 29 points. But Martin Virk is doing exactly what we wanted him to do. It's doing exactly what got him on the King's radar in the first place. Uh, Whenever he spent some Time up in the NHL, not last season, but the season before. And we all sort of expected, all right, Martin Furk, he's doing great. He's going to be in addition to this team. He's going to get a depth role. He's going to be contributing. And then he got hurt. And then he got hurt again. And then he got sent to the AHL. So this is his opportunity to make it stick. Uh, A lot of people continually ask the question of why is Martin Furk not an NHLer? Um, and, And oftentimes... And again, I'm no, I'm no lifelong expert on this. I, I do cover the AHL, but obviously have not talked to every player ever. But two of the big things that I have always noticed that tend to keep players down in the AHL who otherwise have the skill is a lack of commitment to defense. Uh, coaches don't want to see a guy who plays poorly without the puck. 
uh, and attitude. I have seen tons of guys blow their chances at the NHL because they don't have a good attitude in the AHL. We've talked about this before in terms of, you know, how players react to being sent down. And the best way to react is to go down there and kill it and prove to them that you have a good work ethic, that you are a good player, that you can do what they need you to be doing, and then come back up. Obviously, the third reason is just a gap in skill. Usually it's speed and skating. Uh, I see a lot of guys in the AHL who are fantastic at that level, but they just don't have the foot speed to, to be in the NHL without being a liability. I think kind of the knock on Ferk has been defense, but I think that he has over the years in the AHL become a much more well-rounded player. Uh, you know, am I sending him out on a penalty kill? I, probably not. I, I don't know. But I think that, you know, we've talked about Arthur Kalia, for example, and he is a player who has been kind of dinged for his play away from the puck and for, you know, his speed and skating and everything. But his shot, his ability to score makes up for that. And he's still learning the hang of it at the NHL level. But my take on him has always been, I don't care if he's bad at defense, if he's going to go score us 40 goals a year or something. Heck, if he gives us 25 goals a year, I'm going to be excited. Uh, and I sort of put Ferk in that same category. Like if to the extent there are issues with defense with Martin Ferk, I don't know how much I care about them because if he's playing on the power play unit, which he is going to be getting that chance in this game with that 109 mile per hour shot, I don't really care what he does away from the puck because he's going to score to make up for it. This is a guy who, you know, some of the concern is that he hasn't been able to stick on even bad teams. Uh, he came up through the Red Wings system and couldn't really stick on bad Red Wings teams. But I, I think that he has come a long way since then. And he, he proved last time the Kings gave him the shot that he can hang at this level, that he's not much of a liability. And if you get him generating good chemistry with his line mates, uh, as we saw when he played uh, with Gabe Velarde, and I think Leah Sanderson was on the wing there, they can be, he can be a very potent player. He can translate that skill that shot to the NHL level. Like guys, don't, this is like Shea Weber quality. Guys don't want to get in front of his shot kind of stuff. So I'm really excited to see that Martin Ferk is not only getting an opportunity to make, make a chance of it in the NHL, but also to put himself back on that top line. And the, I believe the top power play unit to really, uh, really show what he has to offer. And for a team that oftentimes has struggled with scoring you know, why don't you give it a chance? Why don't you let him see what he can do at this level with this team? Uh, he is familiar with the team. He has obviously played with the Kings before. He knows these guys. He knows the system uh, and has been doing absolutely everything you asked of him at the AHL level. And that is a guy that you want to reward. That is a guy who you want to give that moment to, to, uh, to really earn that spot on the team because he has been performing well. He is leading that AHL team and uh, he, he is getting what he deserves right now in getting another shot to, uh, to play in the NHL. So look out for Martin Furk on Thursday uh, against the Nashville Predators. 
We're going to take a look at some New Year's resolutions for the Kings and the players and the organization, uh, as well as a little bit of a preview of what is going on tomorrow on the show. Before we get into that, though, let's talk about Built Bar, because I don't know about you, but like I could certainly go for a snack right now at this exact moment. And Built Bar is here for you to snack on. Built Bars are great because they are not just delicious, but they're also healthy for you. So if you're someone who is sitting down trying to figure out your own New Year's resolutions, and maybe one of those is, okay, I still like sweet things, but also maybe let's do sweet things that aren't like full of 100 billion pieces of sugar. Well, Built Bar is a great option to help you stick to that New Year's resolution. It tastes good. It is low in calories, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and is really all around delicious. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and come in tons of amazing flavors, including my own personal favorite, cookies and cream. So do yourself a favor and go to built.com. Check out all of the different flavors, different products they have available there for you and uh, go get cracking on that New Year's resolution to snack, but snack better. Go to build.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, so I don't know about you. I personally am not super up on making New Year's resolutions for myself. Like, why set myself up to fail? I know the whole point of a resolution is to not fail at it, but like, I know me. I've been around this earth, sun, however the past of time works. I've been around for a while. I know that I'm going to like do something for two weeks and then be like, meh, whatever. Like, unless my New Year's resolution is watch more TV or something, which so far, so good. I've accomplished that. Uh, by the way, aside from the hockey, uh, I've watched all of what we do in the shadows in like three days, basically. Um, very funny. I'm very disappointed that I now have to wait for the next season like a normal person. But anyway, like if that's my resolution, is to sit around and watch more television, like, cool, done, check, I gotcha. Uh, But I, much as, like, I don't like making hockey predictions, but I like making other people make hockey predictions, I kind of feel the same way about New Year's resolutions. So I figured I would take a look at the Kings and make some uh, suggestions for things that they should maybe be focusing on uh, through 2022. Uh, But they already kind of negated the first one that I had, which was to give a player like Martin Furk the opportunity to show what he has at the NHL level. Uh, We already know what he has at the NHL level. Like, that's the crazy thing, is that he's been here before, and he just hasn't been able to find a permanent spot. Uh, And so the Kings, you know, unfortunately due to COVID, have players who are out, and here's a great shot for him to, to take advantage of this opportunity. And here's a great chance for the Kings to see uh, once again what Martin Furk can bring to their team and if he can consistently use that 109 mile per hour shot uh, to help the Kings on offense, which is something that they sorely need. So thank you, Kings, Rob Blake, uh, Todd McClellan, for just getting that one out of the way. Other resolutions for the team as a whole, this one should come as no surprise. I'm pretty sure that uh, Jim Fox did the same thing on, on the Kings broadcast, and this was one of his as well. Please, for the love of God, figure out special teams. Like, even just figure out one of them. Even if you can just figure out the penalty kill and the power play is still bad, fine. I just want one of them, just one of them, to work even somewhat competently. If you look at the stats uh, for 
the NHL right now in terms of the power play. The top power play in the league right now is the Edmonton Oilers at 30.5%. That's pretty darn good, right? Uh, the Kings, mm, scroll down the list, keep scrolling down the list, 23rd, 17%. Now, looking at the bottom of the list, it's actually kind of surprising because there's some teams on there who you wouldn't expect to be there. Pittsburgh and uh, Washington, both worse than the Kings in terms of power play goals. But 17%, not really going to get you anywhere. Uh, that's That's not going to help you much if you're looking for that last goal and you have the power play in the last five minutes of the game you're good luck penalty kill though I think is more important because we have seen time and again this season the Kings get burned taking a late penalty surrendering a goal and either giving up the lead or breaking the tie and losing the game it is very rare that a team finds any success at all with a bad penalty kill. Like, it's just the way it is. It, it is the thing that too many games hinge on crucial moments of special teams work, and if your penalty kill isn't reliable, like, you're shot. The best penalty kill in the league, this is actually terrifying for next week's game, the Pittsburgh Penguins, 91%. 91%! Like, that is unheard of. That is just unfathomably good. Uh, so I'm really not excited to, to see them next week. The Kings, once again, you've got to scroll the whole way down the list. They are 26th, 75.5%. Uh, they are down there. The only teams below them, we've got Chicago, Colorado, which is a surprise. Uh, I guess Colorado has to be bad at something. Uh, Winnipeg, Montreal, Arizona, Vancouver. All of those teams, with the exception of Colorado and sort of Winnipeg, no one really knows what Winnipeg's doing. All of those teams, bad. Bad teams. You have to figure out the penalty kill. I don't know who is responsible for this. I know that uh, Mark, uh, Marco Sturm, I believe, is uh, the, the power play guy. I think maybe Trent Yanni is the penalty kill guy. Whoever it is, figure it out. Like, we have the personnel to do this successfully. This shouldn't be as hard as it is. And I know a lot of it is mental, uh, particularly with the penalty kill. It seems like once you let in one, then it starts snowballing. And it's, it's the same as, you know, team lets in a goal in the first minute of the game, and then it snowballs. There was that season, last season, the year before, I'm not sure, where I had the thread on, tw on Twitter that was like, did the Kings get scored on first? And the answer was almost always yes. And then the games just devolve from there because you can't pull it back together. So if, if I have a New Year's resolution for this team, it is to please figure out at least one of your special teams. Ideally, you're figuring out both and bring them up to at least mediocre. I'd like to see them at least hit like 15 15th in the league. That'd be great. But for as hard as it is for this team to score in general, uh, if you look at the goals for, for the Kings, uh, they're down there. They're 22nd in the league uh, in terms of goals for. Uh, the good thing for them is that their goals against is also very low. Most teams below them uh, who are not scoring goals are also allowing a ton of goals. So at least in this case, the defense is good the goaltending is good, and it can back up the fact that the Kings aren't putting the puck in the net that much. But 
sooner or later, you're going to get burned on this. And whenever we get to the end of the season, if this team doesn't make the playoffs, I don't want to sit back and look and say revisionist history looking at some of these games and being like, ah, yes, here's three games where there was a power play for the Kings in the final 10 minutes. Or here's three games where the Kings were on the penalty kill in the closing minutes of the game. And the results of that game could have changed had one of those special teams worked. So, you know, I, I don't know if this is a coaching issue. I don't know if this is something that, you know, Rob Blake and Todd McClellan need to look at that uh, associate assistant coaching staff. But this team has too many talented players on it to be struggling this badly with special teams. So that is my resolution for the Kings uh, in those regards. I've got a couple more coming up right after this, but before we get into that, uh, let's talk betonline.ag. BetOnline, of course, would like to wish all of you out there a happy new betting year as teams continue the march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline, of course, remains the number one spot for all of the best sports wagering action for 2022. This is, of course, a new year and they've got a new updated website. You can check it out on your computer. You can check it out on your phone. So go sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to get started. No matter what sport it is, if it's football, basketball, hockey, boxing, fighting, casino games, whatever it is, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. So check it out. BetOnline.ag promo code Locked On. But online, where the game starts. So my other really organizational resolution for the Kings is figure out who you are. I think I've, I feel like I've talked about this on this show, on other shows I've been on. You're going to hear a little bit about it on tomorrow's show where I talk with uh, Locked On Predators about the team. This season is very much a tale of two Kings teams. This team is a team where from period to period, game to game, you never really know what version of the team you're going to get. When they're at their best, like in the season opener against Vegas, um, the game against Philadelphia was a really good, entertaining game. When this team is at their best, they are, you know, forechecking, they're backchecking hard, they're disrupting plays from the other team, they're anticipating what's going to happen before it happens. They're not being reactionary. Uh, They're protecting their goaltender. They are the tough team to play against that the organization keeps saying that they want to be. Uh, Todd McClellan's favorite thing to say is always, you know, we're a team that wants the puck, and if we don't have the puck, we're going to try to get it back, and we're going to be irritating until we get it. And when the Kings are doing well, when they're playing that game, they are a good team they are that irritating team that is going to go fight you in the corner until they get the puck back. And so my resolution for this team is to just remember who you're trying to be. Remember what your identity is. Because when you forget it, when you let that go, then what ends up happening is it's every man for himself out there. And they stop playing within the system that they're supposed to be playing in. And they stop, you know, working in tandem with their line mates, uh, with the defensive pairing that's out there. And every guy kind of starts playing his own version of hockey. And in some teams, maybe that works. Uh, We hear all the time about guys who go to other teams and the message they get is, listen, just play your game. Just do what you want and we'll we'll make it all work out there. Uh, But that's not this team. Uh, This team is not at that point of being able to do that. And so 
I really hope that as we look to get this team over the next hump from being outside of the playoff picture into being a bubble team, into being an actual legit playoff team, into being a Stanley Cup you know, playoff winning threat, that's where it needs to start, is playing the game of who you are. And this team doesn't remember all the time who they are, who they're supposed to be, what kind of team they're trying to be. And that resolution honestly extends to the front office. Are the decisions that you're making as a front office, who you're bringing up from the AHL, who you're making trades for, who you're drafting, are those decisions in line with the team that you're trying to make? Especially as we get closer to like the trade deadline and the team having to make decisions about whether they want to stand pat, whether they want to make changes, whether they are going to sell off any other parts. Are the decisions that the front office is making consistent with the team that we're seeing out there on the ice? Because nothing is more frustrating than an organization that looks at a mediocre product on the ice and says, ah, you know what, everything's fine here, and tries to sell us some line about everything being okay and the team just needing to X, Y, Z, and, you know, whatever. That usually ends up with, like, mass firings in the front office and coaching staff because it's never ever true. So I, I, my resolution for Rob Blake and, you know, to an extent Luke Robitaille, since he's over all of that is are the decisions that you're making is the team that you're trying to shape actually grounded in reality of the team that is in front of you on that ice every day. Oftentimes I'm not really sure uh, that the front office is making those choices in a way that, matches up with reality. Um, I'll be honest, I'll, I'll, I'll eat the, the words on this one. Uh, I did not really get what purpose Brendan Lemieux brought, brought to this team. I didn't really get why they traded for him. It's kind of pointless. But he has been showing when he's not in the penalty box or when he's not suspended his worth with this team. He has been a hard worker. He has been a guy contributing offense in a way that a lot of the other depth players on this team aren't doing. And so for as, you know, frustrating as I can find him as a human being, he's doing exactly what we got him to do. Uh, And so, you know, that was a decision that at the time seemed a little perplexing. Uh, Why did the Kings do this? They didn't need this kind of player. But at the end of the day, it's working. And so my bad, Rob Blake, but like, So I guess that's maybe also a resolution for fans is to not have that knee-jerk reaction when something you don't like happens. Um, That's certainly my reaction a lot of the times. I don't think we, we owe anything to this organization, to the front office, but trying to see past our own frustrations and our own idea of the team. And I don't know if they deserve the benefit of the doubt, all the time, but they're making the decisions that they're making for a reason. So you don't have to agree with their reason. I certainly don't most of the time, but uh, I guess the nearest resolution for me, maybe us as Kings fans is to, even though I don't get it, uh, to try to get it, to try to get what direction they're going in uh, instead of just immediately being like, ah, this sucks. So those are my resolutions. What are your resolutions for the Kings, for the front office, for Rob Blake? Uh, Let me know. You can always tweet at me at Locked on LA Kings. Give me your thoughts. Uh, I'd love to hear from you what you want to see from the Kings in the year 2022. 
that is it for today. Make sure you come back tomorrow because we are talking with Locked On Predators about uh, the matchup, about the Matt Luff revenge game that we could possibly be uh, incoming here. So that is all coming up on tomorrow's show. Thank you for listening. Again, you can find this show on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. You can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. And the show, of course, is available wherever you get your podcasts. So make sure you're subscribed and following the show so you never miss an episode. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, this has been Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.